Hello everyone and welcome to the Cape Classics podcast. My name is Leah Poveda and this year I had the great privilege to be appointed as export manager at Glenelli Estate. And as you can imagine, it has been a tough year. Quarantine, lockdown or self-isolation may have been a disaster for many. But despite this, I do believe that it has stripped us back from all unnecessary and futile things maybe that we, we had in our life until now. And it made us think of what was important. Behind every farm, winemaker, bottle and grape lies an untold story. This is Behind the Bottle, a podcast by Cape Classics, a South African and French wine importer founded in 1992. We are committed to discovering and sharing these tales. I am Mary Ellen Phillips, and in today's episode, our holiday special, we asked our wineries to share their experiences from 2020, the struggles, the silver linings, and what they are looking forward to most in 2021. We're taking a moment to step back and reflect on why great wine still matters. Joining us in conversation is our CEO, Robert Bradshaw. Uh, my name is Anas Meyer, uh, winemaker for the Mont Wines uh, from, uh, from the most southern tip of Africa, the Cape Agulhas wine region. Jeez, what a year. Uh, a year with a lot of challenges, a difficult year for, for a lot of us. Uh, Uh, so specifically, the, the South African wine industry, we really went through some really, really tough times um, to get through these COVID times, which was, uh, which was really challenging for us all. This is Claudie Cortellini from Domaine Rouge Garance in France. We suffer less from COVID than other professions, but we are still impacted by the closure of restaurants and bars. Hi, I'm Peter DeVette, owner of Excelsior Wine Estate in the beautiful Robertson region of South Africa. 2020 is going to be remembered as a time where the world slowed down. What a chaotic roller coaster of a year. My name is Lars Mark and I'm the owner of Baton Verwachting, or simply known as Baton in the States. Our government in March decided to shut down the country for three weeks. And then when the government decided to extend the lockdown and also ban all alcohol sales and things became quite dramatic for us. Twenty twenty has certainly been an unprecedented year, one filled with many unforeseen circumstances and challenges. So welcome, Rob, and thank you for chatting today. Thank you. Good morning. I, uh, I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. This year, I've been all about searching for silver linings, focusing on what we have, not necessarily what we've lost, just from a personal standpoint, searching for the opportunities. We all know the challenges that we've faced this year, but what positives have you seen? I, I think there's a lot, Marielle, and I, we're nine months in to, to this pandemic It's human nature for us to address loss first, to really think about our fears and what we've lost. But I think the other side of this is nine months in, there are a ton of positives. I think there is a lot of opportunity, you know, and that's not to in any way de-emphasize. I mean, I, I had COVID, it was terrible and people are sick and a lot of people have lost their jobs. So I'm, I don't want to de-emphasize that in any way, but... I, I think there's some great things happening, too, if you choose to look for them. You know, I have two two small children, uh, 13 and 9. And part of me wonders if the next great generation is being forged right in front of our eyes. You know, a generation that will now know adversity 
and sacrifice and pain. And I hate to, that word seems strange, but I think, I think adversity and pain make us stronger. And this whole generation, maybe two generations is being staged to maybe be the next great ones all over the world. So you know, I look down the road 20 years from now, maybe the positives from this will be exponentially obvious in 20 years, you know, when we're all old and, <laughs> and, and, and maybe a, a little more um, present of it. But I, I think there's a lot to appreciate about the last nine months, as, as crazy as that sounds. I'm Bernard Nivolet from Blanville, a wine estate in the south of France. But there is a good side to this coin, which is it gives us time to experiment new things, new blends, new pairings with food, because we have time to cook. Uh, one thing that I'm really proud of uh, is, uh, is our team at Le Monde. I think everybody at Le Monde really stepped up. Um, uh, we came up with new initiatives, um, new ideas uh, to really to build our brand and, and really taking uh, Le Monde to the, to the next level. We just took this as, a, as an opportunity to give our wines a longer lease contact, which resulted in a nice mouthfeel, slightly bigger um, body structure, um, and the wines weren't rushed into bottle as we normally have it. Could you give some personal examples of some of those positive experiences? Uh, w one of them is I look around my neighborhood, and I've been here now for almost 10 years, And this year, and I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, but this is the first year in almost a decade, on a regular basis, I'm seeing and talking to every one of my neighbors. I feel that COVID and the pandemic and all the ways our lives have changed have brought us back to our communities. You know, I used to get up and rush out the door and quickly get on an hour and a half train to Manhattan or rush to the airport to fly anywhere for sometimes one meeting and you're so busy running and sprinting and being away from your home base that you lose that sense of community you know we go out on weekends now and my neighbor built this contraption where he's put a fire fire pit on wheels right and he just drags it into the middle of the street and we all sit around a fire and we smile and we talk and it's all socially distant and responsible but we're looking at each other in, in the eyes again. I, I believe a, an entire sense of community has come back to our lives. I, and I, speaking from not my neighborhood, we're living it. And I suspect this is happening all, all across the world, actually. Human connection. Yeah. And what, what a great gift. I mean, when you dream of the greatest gifts you could be given, everyone wants human connection. Lastly, we needed to connect and have some human interaction. A meal with wine is often best shared. So making those breaks with a meal was the perfect occasion to sit down, share our days and reconnect with our loved ones. They were close to us because we were stuck together, but yet sometimes it also may have feel like we were disconnected from them. So meal became something very important during lockdowns. Hi, this is uh, Philippe Pacalet from uh, Maison Philippe Pacalet in Bonn, France. Yeah, wine is very important in this uh, difficult moment we are passing through because it's creating link between people and uh, also wine is a civilization vector and is um, very
very important for people to share together and to to show their human human being to each other. It's very important. Hello everyone, it's Patrice Alblanville and today I'd like to talk about why great wine matter, especially during challenging times such as this year. So to me it has it has brought a lot of simple joy and pleasure in my daily life by home cooking and finding the right wine to pair with my new recipe. And also I find it really helpful to, to bring positive topic and optimism in people. My name is Brevé Rods from Rods Family Wines. It's Stellenbosch, South Africa. With so much negativity and setbacks in the world, wine is one of those special things that will lighten us up and can give us great joy and enjoyment. And per our theme, why does great wine matter now more than ever? Listen, we're living in a specific place in time right now that has challenged our minds, it's challenged our hearts, it's challenged how we view our whole life. And I believe that opportunity to stop is a gift. And I believe through this, we're being more mindful about everything we're doing. If you look at mindful apps and yoga apps, and I mean, these things are growing exponentially because everyone's looking for peace and everyone's looking for authenticity. And I think this is where you come down to wine, you know? I think the opportunity to sit quietly in a more peaceful existence, not not less stressful nonetheless, don't get me wrong, but to drink something that is also come from a specific time and place is beautiful. It tells where it comes from. It tells who made it. It makes people travel all over the world despite closed borders. It brings people together because you don't drink a glass of wine like you drink anything else. When you taste wine, you want to talk about it. You try to guess what the grapes are, where it was produced, and what vintage it is. You want to share your feelings about this wine and to find the best pairing or the best occasion to enjoy it and pay tribute to the winemaker. Wine symbolizes conviviality and shared pleasure, two values that are more important than ever in this increasingly divided world where we are forced to stay home and kept away from each other's. You know, instead of just run, 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 and I have a couple glasses of this mass-produced, agribusiness, well-packaged wine, and you forget about it five minutes after you drank it, now we have the time and the mindset to sit and say, what am I drinking? Where is this from? What is this fruit I'm tasting? And when you drink really good wine, I don't mean expensive. You know, there are $15 wines that are will bend your mind at how good they are. But when you take the time to think about that, you realize what's in that glass. You realize maybe the passion and skill of the family that made it. You think about, you know, I was drinking um, a bio uh, biodynamic Coteron last night from our portfolio from Rouge Garantz. And man, that, that wine vibrates. There's so much energy in that wine. The fruit is profound. And maybe in my old life, I, I wouldn't have been as open to feeling that. And it creates a joy, a singular joy in a tough, tough day to be like, wow, this is a special glass of wine. And we're, we're trying to just share with everyone, take those moments, buy, buy something 
organic, biodynamic, carefully made, sustainably grown. And think about it. Take, take some time to improve your wine drinking experience now that you have the time, now that you have the mindset. I think for us, what we like to get out of this is that with the limited social interaction that most people had to now live with, that we have more time to actually engage with our wines, communicate with our wines, because especially in a cool climate like us, our wines evolve very nicely. Um, you put your wine in a glass and you have the first sip and you get your first impression and then you just give the wine a bit of more air and more, more time and you will see a lot of other different flavors popping up, which you don't get when you drink your wine too quickly. Um, and you know get distracted by all other social engagements you just really have the time to focus on something beautiful and amazing what are you excited for in 2021 uh uh sorry Uh, i think i think like the whole rest of the world i am just wildly excited for uh 1201 a.m on 1121 to just you know it's like cleaning your windows or wiping off a whiteboard like i am just so excited to start fresh um I'm I'm excited about a lot of things. I think we we we're going to have some real economic challenges the first half of the year without a doubt. I am hopeful and optimistic that by mid-year the world's going to start moving again in in a in a fun direction and finally maybe we can all shift from impossible headwinds to some really beneficial tailwinds. So uh, I'm eager to get started. I'm eager to say, okay, we did it. We survived it uh, so far. Okay. But I'm, I'm eager for a fresh start. I'm eager for what could finish as a really strong year. Um, actually, there's a lot, Marianne. I could, I could go on for quite a while here. I'm eager that maybe this foolish trade, trade war between the EU and the United States that has made our beautiful French wine portfolio, 25 to 40% more expensive and has hurt a lot of our customers. I mean, we see it, we hear it, we, we can see the results. I'm excited that maybe there's a chance that will change in 2021. So we're, we're buoyant on a lot of things. We're buoyant that a whole new generation of wine drinkers has entered the category and they've entered the category looking for quality. It's, it's a whole different generation. They've, they've entered the category looking for wines with authenticity and story and they're finding us, which is exciting. It's a whole new age group. It's a whole new energy and I, it's such a privilege to get to engage with that. And I think that's only going to accelerate next year. Yeah. Despite the dark days, now there's a lot of things to hope for, a lot of room for optimism. 100%. What I'm really looking forward to do in 2021 is to uh, be able to meet people face-to-face again. So uh, travel, but travel more responsibly, meaning that traveling a bit less, but definitely make the best of it. In 2021, we will still have many challenges to overcome, but we need to keep positive and carry on. I personally look forward to tell you all about our harvest that is rapidly coming in January and that will be the fruit of our first year moving to organic conversion. This is Eric Petitjean from Chateau Lacroix des Pins in France. For the year 2021 in Chateau Lacroix des Pins, we plan to develop a new concept of communication with our customers. We develop a virtual testing with them. 
Behind their screen, customers taste different cuvées of Chateau La Croix des Pins and share with us their feelings, comments, or emotions about the wine. 2021, can't wait. First of all, it's not going to be 2020, so that's a good thing, right? We've also, it looks like we've got a good crop on, on the vines, the vines are going well. And, you know, looking at vines, it's a good way to put things into perspective. It's a cycle. You have bad times, but the good times are always around the corner. And I think that's a good, good way to approach life. If there was one thing that you could wish for our customers next year, what would that be? I wish for all of our customers that if the world does pick up and things get normal and we get busy again and the restaurants are full, oh boy, please let the restaurants be full. Um, Seriously. I, I would wish for everyone that as we pick back up end of next year, let's not forget the beautiful things we learned right now. I hope we can all move forward in a... a in a, in a more meaningful way, in a more appreciative way. And even when we get busy, let the lessons of this, let our, let our community stay very close to us. Let our desire to have more family time and more authentic time. I, I wish for all that to remain, maybe more deeply than anything. And then I wish for everyone listening to this, if you pull a cork tonight or tomorrow, maybe both, I just wish that everyone continues to think about what you're drinking. What is what does it actually taste like? You know, hold that glass up to some light, see what color it really is. And then put your nose in there and say, like, what am I smelling? Is that, you know, blue fruits, black fruits, red fruits? Is it earthy? How does that make me feel? You know, do I enjoy that? Do I like that profile as I sip it? And then give some thought to where it's from. You know, if you're drinking this beautiful red blend from Stellenbosch and you're like, wow, this thing is earthy, leathery, but still powerful fruit. I wonder why, you know, get get on Google and maybe Google Stellenbosch, South Africa, Google Languedoc, France, Google Bordeaux or Burgundy or Elgin or Parle and learn a little bit more about what you're drinking. Take time to really appreciate that and continue your wine journey. Try to learn about the people that make the wine. What's their theory? Do they farm organically? What's, what's important to them? You know, it doesn't just have to be a quick beverage. If, if you thoughtfully pick your wine and think about it, it it's a whole, a whole journey and adventure that could last the rest of your life. 2020 promises to be a beautiful vintage for Blanville. About the 2020 vintage, it looks very fruity, elegant, with a strong maturity. The season for 2020 in South Africa looks fantastic as we had one of the wettest winters in 15 years. The 2020 harvest is excellent in quality and we are very excited to watch it grow and develop. And we very much look forward to sharing it with you and all of our valued partners throughout the world. Wishing you all the best from the south of France, and we hope to see you very soon.
For more information on Cape Classics wines, please visit capeclassics.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cape Classics Wines. You can purchase any of the wines in our portfolio online at wine.com. For 10% off of your order, enter Cape Classics at checkout. A very special thank you to Beaton, Chateau of Blonville, Chateau La Guadapa, Domaine Rouge Garance, Excelsior, Glenelli, Lomond, Maison Philippe Pacolet, and Roth's Family Wines for sharing their thoughts in this episode. From all of us in the Cave Classics family, happy holidays. Thank you for listening, and please tune in next time. Until then, cheers. <laughs>